Happy Thursday. Today is Thursday, June the 3rd, 2021, and today's daily Bible readings come to us from Psalm 138, 1 Samuel 4, 1 through 22, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 19, or you could have read Psalm 130, Isaiah 28, 9 through 13, and then again, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 19. And just a word about that, we're entering a new part of the year after Pentecost where we get these two threads of texts that go along with the text for each Sunday. So, um, for instance, like I said before, the lectionary is in a three-year cycle, and each Sunday you have generally a psalm, an Old Testament reading, and a New Testament reading, a gospel, and an epistle. Um, And then every year, A, B, and C focuses on tends to focus on one of the synoptic gospels, so Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then John is kind of spread out, the fourth gospel is spread out throughout that cycle, Um, shows up a lot on holy days, things like that, special times of the year. But after Pentecost, we have these two threads, a semi-continuous reading and then a complementary reading. Complementary kind of complements what the Sunday was, so this Thursday text is getting you ready for what we call proper five, uh, which is the Sunday after Trinity Sunday. Some, you know, it's just how it works out this year. Um, so these texts, the complementary texts, are getting you ready for what's going to be in the text this Sunday. And then the semi-continuous one just kind of follows uh, a whole storyline, right? Especially from the Old Testament. Um, and then, like, the Gospel, the, the New Testament lesson is just the same for each work. So, um, which is kind of cool because if you do the daily Bible readings every day and you read those semi-continuous ones, you get, like, large stories, right? So you can kind of follow along, hear the story of Samuel over the next couple of days, uh, the story that's happening in First Samuel. That was a long explanation. But having said that, let's get into what we're doing about today, I'm actually going to pick from the semi-continuous storyline and look at 1 Samuel 4, 1 through 22, um, and talk about when God fights for Israel until he doesn't, right? Um, so this story is, you know, the story that you get over and over again in the Old Testament uh, about Israel fighting their arch nemesis, the Philistines. Um, you know, those those barbaric kind of people who are always uh, attacking them. It's the, they, they were the baddies, in case you didn't know, of judges, and they're still the baddies here. Um, but Israel, in the story, marches out to war against them. The Philistines have prepared and are coming to attack Israel. So Israel goes out, marches against them, um, and everything goes sideways. Uh, does not go well for Israel. Uh, they, they are soundly defeated, and they limp back to their camp. Um, and they sit around the camp, and they're like, Well, that was odd. I wonder why God, I wonder why the Lord didn't fight for us. Why, why, he, why did he let us take such a beat down? Um, and, you know, yeah, I wonder why. The interesting thing is, instead of trying to answer that question, that's a legit question. That's a good question. They should have stopped right there and said, Okay, what is wrong? that God didn't fight for us. God usually comes to our aid. God usually fights for us, except when he doesn't. When he doesn't, he usually has a pretty good reason. Instead of really taking that question seriously, um, you know, instead of asking, you know, like, wait, 
maybe we're the baddies. Um, they decide that, oh, here's the problem. We need to go back to town, get the Ark of the Covenant, and bring it. And then God will fight for us. Because, you know, God, if we have the Ark of the Covenant, God has to fight for us. You know, that's just how it works. We control this Ark of the Covenant, we move it here and there, and then God has to do what we ask. Hmm. So they decide to go back and get the Ark of the Covenant so that God will save them. And enter Hophni and Phinehas. Now, if you've been following the story, if you've read 1 Samuel before, um, these names should sound familiar because these are the sons of the priest Eli. Eli is the guy that um, helped, you know, helped Samuel answer his call to ministry, so to speak. And um, but the sad thing was, like when when Eli said, "Okay, if you hear this voice again calling you in the night, then you know you say, here I am.'" What, what do you need your servant to do? And then, and he'll, God, because it's, it's God, and he'll tell you what he wants you to do. And the, and so Samuel, like a good kid, goes back and does that. Long story short, the message that God gave Samuel for Eli wasn't so great. Basically, it was like, your sons are horrible, horrible people, and they are disobedient to me, and they disrespect, because they were priests, right? They were supposed to be, like we've talked about before, they were supposed to stand in on behalf of God, you know, like, and on behalf of the people. They were, like, in between God and the people. And instead, they were using their position to just take advantage of the people and just generally being disrespectful and disobedient to God in the process at his own tabernacle. Um, so you can see it coming. Uh, God has already said he's not happy with Hophni and Phinehas, and uh, he actually said that he was going to cut off their line from Israel. Um, so, here they are. They are the ones that show up with the Ark of the Covenant to march into battle. Uh, God has already called them out. Um, because they, and they pretty much represent the disobedience of all, of all Israel at this point. Israel wasn't doing such a great job being God's people. Uh, if you've read the Old Testament, if you've read, you know, Exodus up, and through Judges and up to this point, you probably have already figured that out. Um, but, you know, so here come the two brothers with the ark, and everyone in the camp of Israel is all like, oh, we're going to kick so much butt tomorrow. Um, you know, even even the Philistines, this is an interesting thing, even the Philistines in their camp, they hear the ruckus, right? Um, and they figure out pretty quickly what's going on. They're like, ooh, they brought the Ark of the Covenant in. We've seen what that's done before. We've heard the stories. We heard about what God did to Egypt when He delivered these people out. We've heard what they did to like you know, Jericho with the Ark of the Covenant. So, ooh. And the interesting thing is that the Philistines don't like turn tail and run. The oddly enough, they actually take God's presence seem to take it more seriously than Israel does. They seem to have more respect for God and what God can do more. <laughs> honest fear of God than Israel does. But they don't turn tail and run. They decide just gotta try harder. We're gonna we're gonna do harder tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna go from one a day practices to two a day practices, three a days if necessary, and by goodness we're gonna win. Um so it's really odd. They have more fear and respect for the God of Israel than Israel themselves. So Israel just presumes that God will just fight for them because they have the ark. And, you know, it's just, they just, and because they think God just thinks that they're just that awesome. Um, 
you know, so off go Hophni and Phinehas at the head of the line with the Ark of the Covenant, and they march into battle, and God fights for Israel, except when he doesn't. And God does just not fight for Israel in this story. He lets himself get captured to make a point. Good. <laughs> he lets you, okay, yeah, fine, you want to carry me into battle? You want to carry the Ark of the Covenant battle? Okay, good. And then he just sits there and lets the Philistines run the day. They control the field. They control the day. And in the process, Hophni and Phinehas get the justice that God had already proclaimed to them when Samuel was just a child. Presumption is a bad thing. Israel has a bad problem with it throughout the Bible. They, uh, throughout the story, they, they, they always kind of assume that, you know, because they are Israel, that God automatically is just deeply in love with them and they can do no wrong, and that God will just fight for them. And um, no matter what injustices they've committed or what atrocities they've performed, they just assume God's gonna, just gonna come to their aid. But the story of the Old Testament is full of times when God had to hold their feet to the fire um, to kind of, to get their attention and to make a point. And the sad thing is, it's not just Israel that can fall prey to that kind of presumptiveness, that kind of presumption. You know, even the church should make, you know, we should take notice of this. Because sometimes we forget who we are, we forget who we're supposed to serve, and we just presume that, um, that we can do no wrong. Anyway, that's the DBR for today. Um, I would tell you to get out and have a nice day, but there's a flood watch here in Chattanooga right now, so take it easy. Stay home. Good time to read your Bible indoors. Anyway, that's the DBR for today. Huggins will be here tomorrow with another great DBR for you. Have a good day. Thank you.